This morning we'll begin the second balancing act. As you'll recall, I hope, from yesterday, the infirmary is also a balancing act between what two qualities? And? Not losing your vividness, yeah. So you're not trying to develop more. That'll come later, manana, manana. But just not, lose, not becoming dull. So it's very easy to relax and become dull. But to relax more and more deeply and just maintain the level of vividness you had at the beginning. Yeah? And then today, as we go here to the rise and fall of the abdomen, it's a new balancing act. And this is between what two qualities? Relaxation and stability. Exactly right, yeah. And so the, the sensations here at the abdomen are relatively coarse. So this wouldn't take you all the way to shamatha. But we don't really need to be concerned about that just yet, unless you're already very advanced. Um, but focusing here, I would encourage you, don't think of this as really primitive or this is, this is too low, I don't want to do that, that's for stupid people. This could take you all the way to the fourth stage. Just attending to this, your belly going up, your belly going down. That could take you to the fourth stage where you just, you know, you can be practicing for a whole hour and never forget, never disengage from the meditative object. So that's not nothing. That's not trivial. Okay? So, it's not the best for everyone, but I would like you to become familiar with this practice. So that'll become part of your repertoire. So I'm like a music teacher. I hope by the time we finish the whole cycle, once, two times, three times, that you'll have a repertoire of pieces you can play, and then some you may want to really master. Okay? So please find a comfortable position in the sitting or the supine. makes no difference. You do want to be relaxed, and you do want to be comfortable. As you're settling in, I, w I just have uh, this one little uh, logistical point, and that is uh, when you come to my room for our weekly meetings, uh, please do knock. Please do knock. Feel, feel free to knock, okay? So good. And let's go right in. your most meaningful aspirations in mind, a sense of confidence and trust in the practice, and in your own capacity to fully realize the benefits of such practice. Let's enter into the meditation by letting your awareness descend into the body right down to the ground. Let your awareness fill the whole space of the body like a fragrance filling a room. Not visualizing the body, but in a mode of bare awareness. Nakedly attend to the sensations that arise throughout this field of sensations.
And as you mindfully attend to the sensations throughout the field of the body, soften and relax those areas that feel tight, especially with each out-breath, as you relax more and more deeply. Settle your body in its natural state, relaxed, still, and vigilant. And you may round off this process, if you like, by taking three slow, deep breaths, mindfully aware of the sensations of the breath throughout the body. And settle your inner voice, this inner chit-chat or commentary in its natural state of effortless silence, by settling your respiration in its natural rhythm. Utterly release with every out-breath, relaxing in the body, effortlessly releasing the breath, and happily letting go of any thoughts that might arise. So allow your awareness to flow in a stream of non-conceptual awareness. Breathing effortlessly and without any restraint or constriction utterly disengage your will from the respiration. Likewise, settle your mind in its natural state, giving up for the time being all mundane concerns, all hopes and fears, letting the past remain in the past, the future unknown. 
Let your awareness come to rest at ease in the present moment, in stillness, and with its natural clarity, illuminating the sensations of the breath throughout the body. utterly crucial element of shamatha, the distinctive feature for developing stability, is the stability, the continuity of attention, comes out of a deepening sense of relaxation rather than a tightening of the mind. So with this in mind, now more narrowly focus your attention, directing it downwards to the rise and fall of the abdomen with each in and out breath. Continue to let the respiration flow effortlessly without any intervention on your part at all. Just let the body breathe. Keeping the abdominal muscles loose and relaxed. If you're sitting up, the sternum slightly lifted so that the abdomen can expand freely with each inhalation. overcome dullness. Gently arouse your attention with each in-breath and focus clearly on these bare tactile sensations of the expansion of the abdomen.
to overcome excitation. Relax deeply with every out-breath, utterly releasing. While remaining gently connected or mentally engaged with the sensations of the breath as the abdomen falls back, arouse with each inhalation, relax with each exhalation so that each cycle of the respiration is like a complete meditation session in itself, balancing out, overcoming laxity and excitation. And now to help further calm the obsessively discursive mind, the involuntary flow of thoughts, experiment with counting the breaths, replacing many wandering thoughts with a few regular thoughts of just counting the breaths. So at the very end of the inhalation, just before the exhalation begins, Mentally, very briefly count one. Relax as you breathe out. Immediately release any other thoughts that might arise. Arouse your attention as you breathe in. And at the end of the next inhalation, very briefly count two. Do not let the count drag on through the breath. Let it just be a punctuation mark with each cycle of the respiration, while to the best of your ability, you maintain continuity of mindfulness of the sensations of the breath. Don't let, don't let this degenerate to mindfulness of mere counting.
make out one through ten, one through ten, or simply continue counting. Or alternatively, you may simply use the counting, like one cycle of one to ten, just now and then, to help stabilize and calm the discursive mind. object of mindfulness is the sensations of the breath at the level of the abdomen. But also exercise and refine your faculty of introspection, monitoring the flow of mindfulness, loosening up, relaxing as soon as you see that excitation has set in, and immediately return your attention to the breath. And also with introspection, note when the mind becomes a bit dull or spaced out. And especially with the in-breath, arouse and focus your attention clearly. In this way, balance your mind. And let's continue practicing now in silence.
on that so in order to derive as much benefit as possible during this time that we have together continuity is the key utterly the key and so all of these methods of shamatha that i'm sharing with you over these eight weeks they all unlike a lot of other shamatha methods uh, entail focusing on something that's already there so you're already breathing the sensations of breathing are already happening Likewise, we're settling the mind. Of course, mental events are taking place. Awareness of awareness. Of course, awareness is taking place. And so what this means is that it's um, like shamat is being dished up every moment of the day that we're awake. And so for, for today, for those of you who are drawn to mindfulness of breathing, now if you're really focusing on settling the mind, carry on. But for those of you who would like to deepen your experience of the mindfulness of breathing, I would really encourage you to maintain this at Tsongkhaba advises. Maintain that connection, that engagement with the sensations of the breath as continually as you can. When you're eating, you're walking, even when you're brushing teeth, you're going to be breathing all the time anyway. So maintaining that, just kind of keeping a light touch. It would be like a blind person walking and just, for example, if, if Carissa were, if I were blind, then I would just put my, maybe my hand on her shoulder very lightly, but just, just enough to, have the contact. And then she'd walk along and I'd know, okay, as long as I got, I'm, I'm in touch, then I won't be falling into a hole because she's got eyes, right? So I don't need to hold on, but just the touch, just the touch. And so in a similar way, just maintain that light contact, that gentle engagement with the sensations in and out breath, just an ongoing flow, which means you have plenty of attention left over to not bump into things and so forth. But just maintaining that, and the idea here really is very much of just releasing and releasing and releasing that old habit, almost like an addiction to the obsessive flow of compulsive thinking. And so this is not to suggest that thinking is bad or that it's harmful, it's extremely useful, but not all the time. And most of the involuntary thinking is less than a waste of time, it's, it's worse than a waste of time. And so think whenever you want to, but do it deliberately. But I think you'll probably find, especially in an environment like this, where there are so few demands on our time, you don't even have to clean your rooms. Right? In the first, in the first retreat, people had to clean their rooms. So that's one less thing you have to do. <laughs> you, know? you don't wash your clothes. You don't, we don't even have to bust, you know, we don't even have to wash our own dishes. This is really incredible. And so it's lovely. I mean, we're just being so wonderfully served here. But this means from the, from, the, from the environment, there are really virtually no demands on our times at all, which means there's really hardly anything we need to think about. So on occasion, if there's something to think about, great, go for it. But when there's not, then why waste, why waste it? Right? So it's kind of a conservation of mind principle. That is, don't waste your mind. Let each thought count. Because thoughts can be very, very useful. Loving-kindness practice is a very good way to use thoughts. But just having blah, 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 not so useful. Okay? Good. Enjoy your morning. See you a bit later.